In this episode of the Trade Busters podcast, we're going to be looking at the hedge portion of the bomb shelter combo trade. Just a quick disclaimer before I go on, I'm not a financial advisor, so everything on this podcast is for informational purposes only and not to be construed as investment advice. So this is it. This is the actual, I guess you want to call it the so-called bomb shelter of the bomb shelter trade. So I've touched upon the general uh, mechanics of, you know, in the introduction episode, of course, we looked at the income campaign portion. So now we're going to get to the specifics and the details of the, the actually doing the hedge and why we've constructed the combo um, this way. All right. So if you remember, the short uh, option is going to be 15 delta at the 120 DTE. And I do want to point out before I go on that I, I've done a little bit more research and it looks like 90 DTE on the short can work. Okay, I'll get into that in a second here because uh, I know a lot of people have asked about trading this with MES. And previously I said it doesn't look like it will work because you don't want to go all the way out to 180 DTE. So in any case, for every short option you sell, okay, so for every entry regardless of you know how many ones you do a week um, and how many contracts for every one short contract you're gonna buy two long puts okay so if you sell one contract at 120 DTE you're gonna buy two contracts at a 30 day less DTE so you're gonna buy them at 90 for example um, and in this case if you happen to sell the shorts at 90 DTE you'll buy two long puts at 60 DTE now, the way this is set up, you're going to pay one-tenth of the credit of the short to buy the two longs. So I'll give you a concrete example. If you sell the short option for $20, okay, one-tenth of that is $2. So you're going to spend $2 buying two long put options. And in this case, it'll be a dollar each. So again, going with that example, if you sold a single... 15 delta 120 DTE short put for $20, you're going to buy two 90 DTE long puts for a dollar each, right? That total debit of $2 is one tenth of the $20 credit. In the same scenario, if you sold the 90 DTE short option, you would do the same thing, but you would buy the long puts at 60. So first of all, why are we doing this uh, with the long option at a shorter date. The reason is because for this given debit we're paying, you will be able to get closer to the money if you do a shorter dated option. So let's, for example, if I'm spending $2 on long put options and I buy them at uh, 120 DTE and I spend the same $2 at 90 DTE, the 90 DTE ones will you know, by nature, be closer to the money. Just like if you do a fixed delta, right? 15 delta at 120 is going to be farther from the money than 15 delta at, at 90. Okay, so because you, these are long options, and we want them as a as a hedge, right? In case of a, a, a you know so-called nuke risk, or even just kind of day to day. Um, and I'll get into what they do day to day because it's not much, and I don't expect much, but they do do a little bit. But again, we're doing a shorter data long option because that will get you closer to the money. And the other thing is the concept of weighted Vega. I'm going to link a video 
in the show notes. And this is again another video by Robert Hino of Trading Dominion, um, who uh, made the Portfolio Margin Trading Tactics course that I mentioned in the um, couple episodes ago. But uh, in short, the idea is that you know, when you look at the Vega that is displayed by the your brokerage platform, and that's called the nominal Vega, what's displayed, it actually doesn't take into account um, the different expiries. And the general concept is the further data the option, there's sort of a multiplier effect that reduces the actual impact of Vega. And so the higher DTE you get, kind of the more muted it is. So by having a shorter data long put option for the hedge, we can try and take advantage of this weighted Vega concept, meaning the Vega impact will be a little bit higher. Now, the the full, no, the actual Vega, of course, is still going to be, I'm assuming, a little larger on the short data option. But the idea is that you're going to be dampening the vega a bit on the short put option because remember that one works against you when volatility goes up and you're going to be slightly better on the actual vega on the long put option which is the hedge so again I'm, i won't get into too much detail um, you should watch the video for yourself but those are kind of the two reasons i am structuring it this way and the way i sort of assessed what i call the nuke risk uh, we'll get into the the risk calculator probably on the next episode but I have said that I am, I just want this thing to basically survive, okay? So what I've done is I've, I've taken these structures and I've put them into thinkorswim with the analysis mode, which you can do like a risk curve. Now that lets you assess essentially the, the T0 or the, the risk curve of the, of the structure at this point in time. And you can do some assumptions to try and simulate what would happen under different circumstances. So what I looked at was a 20% down from the current market level and VIX at 80. Now, this is somewhat arbitrary because for one, if there was a nuke, we don't know what's going to happen. Is it going to gap down? Can it gap down with the circuit breakers? Is it going to be 20%, 30%, 40%? Okay. I just want to sort of like a, a benchmark scenario to kind of compare the different structures. And... Uh, is gonna, is VIX going to be at 80? I mean, if we really gap and there's a nuke, who knows? VIX could be at 100 or 200. I mean, this is all theoretical, okay? And you have to take the analysis with a grain of salt because, again, this is a scenario that just in theory, well, it has never happened, right? Because obviously the market is not going to go down 20% instantaneously. So these are all kind of simulations based on, I don't know if they use Black-Scholes or what other formulas. But in any case, I did a 20% down and 80 VIX and I looked at the loss that the net structure or the net piano of that structure was showing and I compared it as a multiple of the short um, put credit okay so just like with the normal loss when we have a stop we, we want to control at 2x right with this um, bomb shelter setup with the 20% down with the um, VIX at 80, it was showing generally about a 6.5 to 7x loss 
okay and so when you do the risk calculator I, I you'll see that i have kind of level one or level two risk level one is basically just all your your options in your whole book wiped out at the normal 2x loss level and then i have what's called nuke risk which i basically just do a 7x and this lets you gauge you know so right now I just want to give the assumptions because of course these are theoretical and you may have your own assumptions about what you want to use to gauge your risk but i just want to put it out there so you know what i am defining as survivable and how i'm defining the risk or what this um you know bomb shelter hedge is going to do for you now that's um about the difference between either a 120 or a 90 DTE short. So this, I, I did a little bit of playing with the risk model just today. And so if you have a 120 DTE short, your long put is gonna start at 90 DTE. Now, of course, it takes time for your short put to profit or hit a stop, right? So as the short put is decaying, the long put is also decaying. So you can imagine, let's say 30 days passes, right? Your 120 short is down to 90 days. Your 90 day long is down to 60. And even though they're decaying together, um, the long put is getting closer to expiration, right? So the theta is going to accelerate, which which hurts you. And this is originally why I, I wanted 120 DTE for the short, because I wanted the long option to have some some time left. Um, an, an extreme example, if you did a 60 DTE short and a 30 DTE long, right? After 30 days, that long is basically expired, right? It's going to have no juice left. So what I noticed is that at entry, now, with this kind of risk setup that I mentioned, the 20% down and 80 VIX, it was about a 6x loss, at least when I checked today. It's, it's going to differ depending on what VIX is at because the differences between the strikes are going to change. And I set the model to jump for 30 days with the same structure, and the 6x loss basically had jumped to something like 7.4x, which is showing that it is decaying. Okay, It's still hedging, but the hedging power is slowly Kind of bleeding away what you would expect and so what i did i checked the same thing with the 90 dte short and a 60 dte long and at entry this thing was around a 6.2x loss right for for that that nuke risk at entry okay so this is already a little higher than than having the longer dated short and long um but by 14 or 15 days or just over two weeks the the loss had already jumped to from 6.2 to just over 8x 8.4 all right so this is showing that the hedge is a little weaker at entry and it decays a little faster so i want to put out there now that that's the trade-off okay so if you guys want to do mes or even if you're not doing mes you just want to have a shorter dated um short option now there is benefits um i actually did some um, it's more back testing. So there's some stats now at the capital efficiency tab. Um, that's at the 45 plus strategy page. You'll see a new table I put and I've labeled the, the title there. So it now says it's a 2005 to 2020 test. So 15 years, it says 60 Delta, sorry, 60, uh, 60 max profit. Um, there's, there's a 60, 90 and a 120 DTE test just for reference. And this one has no DIT cap. Okay, I don't cap and, and cut off the trade um, at a certain point. And again, I, just, I have that out there just for context. Um, and these are all at 15 delta, right? Again, it's all labeled. And you can see that obviously, as you would expect, the, um, the book size, average book size, average trade is lower for the 90 DTE. Um, 
and the Kelly ratio, capital efficiency ratio, all all look good. So there is that trade-off. Again, this is the same story where there is no perfect setup. It kind of depends on what your priority is. Because if I was just looking at this um, stat table, you know, I might be inclined. In fact, now, honestly, I kind of have to think about it, or maybe I'll do both. Because 90 DT is pretty attractive. It has a good balance of high premium capture rate. It's got um, a good Kelly ratio. Of course, it's got the lower book size, lower value at risk. That's all good things. But knowing that the hedge is weaker, that is something you have to consider. Now, this also goes back to the very beginning with this whole bomb shelter thing is if we're in fact only doing this to prevent the nuke risk, but the caveat is the nuke risk is something that may not ever happen, right? So you could argue, do you really want to put that much emphasis on strengthening something that you will never use if that's going to cost you um, the trade-off is, is taking more risk. We're having to go to the 120 DT and having the larger book size. So honestly, you have to look at the numbers and think about it and, and kind of make a decision for yourself. But I will point out one more thing. Um, I have had a chance to look in the last couple of days. So today's uh, September 29th, 2021. And there was you know, a little bit of volatility the last couple of days and of last week. And, you know, we're paying one tenth, remember, we're paying a tenth of the credit of the short, right, as a, as a debit for the longs. And this thing at entry, at least in the first few days, was actually hedging the volatility of the short by about 10, 12, 15 percent. Right. Um, and of course, that means that on the green days, when the short's profiting, that's also a drag about 10, 12, 14, 15 percent. Now, that, that's going to slow down because the delta is is higher on the short and um, you tr you're going to kind of extract more premium out of that um, then you'll lose on the long hopefully but again the fact that it did hedge a little bit um, that's meaningful you know because it, it is reducing your volatility a little bit now a good data point I want to get um, and I haven't been on back test this yet I have to get um, my ONE account set up is I suspect well not suspect but I'm pretty sure if you get stopped out pretty quick on the short for example you will in fact have a profit right on on the long and I think I've done some some quick sample tests from earlier, and it, it showed you may be as high as one x, right? That that long might double, uh, because remember your short is tripling, right? That's the two x loss. So that brings me to the last thing, which uh, I probably should have mentioned this earlier, but the mechanic of how to manage these. Okay, so I want to clarify. These two are um, two separate pieces, okay? And the bomb shelter is optional, meaning. Even with or without the bomb shelter, you are managing the short just like you always do, okay? Whatever you get for the credit for the short, the profit take, 60%, you know, that's based on 60% max profit of the short only, right? We're not considering the debit you pay for the long. Um, that's just a drag that you're going to have to factor in after everything is said and done. Um, and the stop loss, again, the stop is triggered on the short at 3x the credit of the short for the 2x net loss, meaning if you collected $5 for the short, it's exiting at a debit of $15 if that short triples. Now, at the same time, you want to exit the long or the two longs when the short exits. So on a profit take or stop loss, you are exiting the long. So when you're putting these on, you kind of want to log these and associate each pair of longs with, the, with an associated short. And, and also, um, this one by, so obviously you can tell this is a one by two ratio. 
that's just the base unit depending on the size of your account which product you can do two by four uh, you know three by six four by eight but again just keep that one to two ratio and you're exiting those longs when the associated short exits all right at a profit target or a stop loss now you can do this manually if you want so anytime a short exits find the associated law and close it or you know and and toss you can maybe do some kind of one triggers other kind of order like when that's when the short exits um that triggers the order to you know just close the long on ib right now for some reason they don't seem to have a one trigger or other so we're trying to make some kind of um api based order that we'll build but uh, you you just have to figure something out so again very simple um enter the short by the longs and when the short exits the longs exit managing the short is just like normal just imagine that the, the longs aren't there the stop loss profit take are all based on the credit of the short and trigger for the short okay and um as far as the drag once i do more back testing and um in fact once i get some live test samples when i actually have some shorts exit um, I will have a better idea of exactly how much drag we expect. I, I did some rough analysis and did some some sample tests just from um, rudimentary, not real in-depth yet. But right now, our going assumption is that you will lose about 20% of your profit to drag on the longs. Meaning, if everything runs as expected, let's say, suppose the shorts you know, normally would generate a hundred thousand dollar profit in a given year, right? You're gonna be losing twenty thousand of it to the longs, right? So twenty percent. So again, I, I just I I evaluate, assess, and anchor everything to the short. And then, you know, when I say twenty percent, it's twenty percent of the short profit. I do this because again to emphasize that the the bomb shelter hedge is optional. And I always look at the short in isolation and then look at the effects of the long on those results okay so if you lose 20 percent of your profits it means if you want to use the bomb shelter you need to kind of lever up the whole system by about 20 percent 25 percent to get the same level of return right because if you have a hundred thousand you're losing 20 which is you know left with 80 then that same trade you basically have to lever up by you know 20 25 percent to get to the exact same hundred thousand profit again that's if you're using a, a performance target or a profit target um, um, that's how you kind of um, assess that and this is all built into the the risk calculator as well so I think I'll look forward to kind of going over that to help with the sizing on the next episode but again just a quick wrap um, uh, recap is sell the shorts and for each short take the credit take one tenth of that and use one tenth to buy two longs at 30 days less, right? If you sell 120 DTE, buy at 90. If you sell at 90, buy at 60. Um, and I wouldn't recommend buying, selling at 60, buying 30, because I mentioned again that 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 long at that point is just gonna decay too fast. Okay, so it's one to two. You set your profit target and stop loss on the shorts as usual, and exit the long when the short exits. All right. I expect to lose about 20% of the profit. Um, until otherwise noted, that's kind of the assumption right now. Um, the nuke risk is, is, is assumed to be between 6 and 8x, depending on where in the life cycle you are in that trade. Um, and I think that about covers it. If you guys have any questions, feel free to follow up. And of course, look forward to the, you know, the next couple episodes with the risk calculator. We'll talk about the sizing 
and then hopefully wrap everything up um and and yeah so for now let's leave it there um as always if you guys enjoyed this episode please take a moment to rate review and subscribe to the podcast it's available on most of the major platforms including apple Podcasts, google Podcasts, and spotify you can also find more of my content at my trading page at www.thetradebusters.com where you can find all of my strategy mechanics and trade logs as well as essays I've written and other podcasts I recommend. Finally, you can follow me on Twitter at The Trade Buster. That's it for today. Thank you all for listening, and I'll see you guys next time.